0: Welcome to church and uh, welcome to gathering together. We're good good to be together today again Hey, just want to give a really big shout out to the uh, tech team today I can't I don't know what we'd be doing without them Amazing the worship team from Revelstoke behind me this morning and uh, you guys, uh, I, I don't know what the deal is But you you can you can go find your way to wherever you're going to uh, you're dismissed nicely and uh it's, uh, it's uh, wow, I'm, uh, uh, it's, this feels kind of weird. I haven't preached. This is the first time in my adult life that I can think of that I haven't preached for four months. And I feel like i nervous and I feel like this is the first time ever preaching. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to really help me out this morning, maybe in the chat, maybe wherever you are, just help me out because uh, um, uh, I realize <laughs> it's just, it's just a, a whole new experience again. All over again, and we're right, in the, we're right in this series that we're doing today, or this month, on uh, Hello, My Name is Jesus. So we really want to, uh, in, in this month, and uh, we really want to help us get a better grasp of who Jesus is and what Jesus does, and, and just get a better idea that, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but it seems like everybody talks about God. Uh, it doesn't matter what religion, it doesn't matter what uh, area of life, it seems like just about everybody talks about God. Um, but when we as believers, when we as Christians, we talk about God, we're not just talking about God in a generic sense. We know Jesus, a really unique uh, person, really unique part of God, really unique personality of God that, uh, that we know. And it's, and it's different. You know, I was, as, as kind of we were getting uh, ready to do the series, I was getting ready to preach. I was thinking about, in fact, this morning in my, uh, in my devotions, uh, the story of Zacchaeus came up. And uh, I don't know if you know the story of Zacchaeus. It's in Luke chapter 19. We're not going to put it on the screen, but if you've got your Bible or you've got your U version or whatever it is, uh, you can look it up. Luke chapter 19. And and in in Luke chapter 19, Zacchaeus, who's who's really on the out crowd. He's not on the in crowd. He's not religious. In fact, he's kind of. Uh, you know, very secular, very un, unreligious, I guess. And, uh, but he wants to see Jesus. But I, I love what it says in Luke chapter 19, verse 3. In the New King James Version, it says this way. And he sought to see who Jesus was. He, he didn't actually just want to see Jesus. He wanted to see who Jesus was. And so that's kind of a bit of the journey we want to take over this month. We want to see who Jesus is. And we want to see uh, perspective. So Zacchaeus had to climb up on a tree. He had to change his perspective in order to see who Jesus was. And hopefully over the month, we can kind of uh, change our perspective a little bit and maybe see in a, in a larger way, in a better way, who Jesus is and in your life and in your world and how he works in your life and in your world. I um, One thing I've always thought about in terms of Jesus and Christianity is the fact that that uh, we believe and we know that our the founder of Christianity, Jesus Christ, although he died, he rose from the dead and he's alive. Last week we celebrated Easter and he's alive. Uh, no other religion in the world claims that their founder is alive. And uh, it's, it's a very unique thing. And, you know, I, I, uh, when I think about it, other religions don't claim that, which means if it's not true, it makes us either the biggest fools in the world or messengers of the biggest conspiracy of all time. And so uh, it better be true. And we believe that today, that Jesus is alive. And that's really, really a key thing. So I want, so today I want, to, I want to kind of go from there. We're talking about what Jesus is, who Jesus is. And, and I want to just uh, uh, just kind of take it probably a little different tact right off the top. Because I, I think uh, where we focus our attention, Zacchaeus came into the room and he focused on Jesus. But Today, Jesus is not physically walking around in the world. Jesus is not physically present in the room today. We talk about the presence of Jesus, but we know that's in a spiritual sense. Where we can't reach out and touch him. We can't do that because he died and he went to heaven. Uh, but he lives and he's alive and his presence is here. So there's a, there's a different... Uh, way. When we look at the Bible, when we look at Jesus in the New Testament, we see a physical representation of God walking around, touching people, talking to people, engaging with people, but that's not the case anymore. And, And in fact, in John chapter 16, verse seven, Jesus says this really, really clearly. He says, in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I'll send him to you. But we, we often use this verse to concentrate on the Holy Spirit being here with us. That that's the replacement for Jesus. But in fact, what Jesus is saying, in in another sense, is is he's actually gone away. He's changed his role on Earth. His role is not physical present. His role has changed. And one of the one of the uh, things that I just kind of think about in that relationship is, is that Jesus is now in, in heavenly places directing what happens here, but not, uh, not directly involving himself. So I titled my message this morning, Hello, my name is Jesus. I don't do much around here anymore, at least not in a, uh, well, not personally anyway. Uh, my name's Jesus, I just don't do much around here anymore. Well, not personally anyway. And what I'm hoping we can do today is we can shift our perspective a little bit away from, um, I, I think for many of us, we spend, and, and I want to be really careful how I say this, is we spend a lot of time praying, which we should, but in fact, we, we, we're we praying and asking God, but we're expecting that response to come back down the same way we pray. But something's changed of how, how Jesus operates in the world today in, uh, in, uh, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, this is an important verse. Colossians chapter 1, verse 18 says, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He's the beginning, supreme over all who've rise from the dead. So he's first in everything. But Christ, I want you to just hear this part. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. So so we have a, a very tangible metaphor, a very tangible illustration of the way God through Jesus Christ, operates in the world today. We have the head. You know, I've got a head here, but my head doesn't do a lot in reality. You know, I mean, you know, let's face it. it you know, your head doesn't do a lot. You know, it kind of lo- sits there looking pretty. Like physically, it doesn't do much. You know, you talk, but, you, you know, it, it's, it's physically not doing anything. Most of the things that you do in your life happen through your hands. They happen through your legs. They happen through other parts of your body but they they don't actually happen through your your head. Your head is responsible for direction. Your your head tells your body where to go. Your head tells your hands what to do. And so your your head has become the director. And so in this passage where it says that Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body, he's he's giving us an insight into how Jesus works or who Jesus is. Right now, Jesus is the head. He's, uh, we can say it this way, Jesus is the director He's not really the actor anymore. He's the director. He's he's responsible for saying, hey, you do this, you do that. This is the direction you go, the body. And he directs the body, which is the church. He directs believers to do those things. So the things that happen, so the things that Jesus does on earth, get this this morning, everything that Jesus does on earth happens through the body, not directly from the head. So, and, and the reason I am kind of emphasize that today is because we, we spend a lot of time praying, which we should. We're praying, we're asking God, but we're expecting God to do that directly into our life. We expect God's direct intervention. Come on, if you admit that this morning, just throw that in the chat and say, you're right, I, I, I kind of expect God's direct intervention you know, I expect that God will, you know, show up and I'll see a vision. I'll see, you know, it'll be a miracle. God will drop something. But think about it. God, Jesus does not do that. That's not who Jesus is anymore. He died. He went to heaven because he said, it's better for you that I go away. Why? Because then you get to be involved in what he does. See, Jesus is the director now more than the actor. The, uh, the, the second, second kind of part of that, or another part of that, that just, I, I want you to kind of hear, because I'm, I'm, I, I want you to kind of get this, that as believers, as the church, we're His body, we actually do Jesus' stuff. Okay, Jesus only works through us. We do Jesus' stuff. We're empowered to do Jesus' stuff. God, uh, Jesus has now empowered us to do the very same things he did walking around earth. So when we, we see in the New Testament, we see Jesus walking around doing things, those are the things he did as an example to show us what we'll do in his power now. See, when we do those things, it's Jesus working in us. So, so not only is Jesus now the director instead of just the actor, in, in a very real sense, your story is his story. Your story is his story. You say, well, you see, that, that's why our stories, when we share what, what, how God works in our life, when we share our stories with each other, that's why they're so powerful, because it's actually God's story through us. Last month, we did the uh, um, Talking taboo, And you know, all, all of the four sessions were fantastic, and, and I thought they were really great. Um, but one of them particularly really, really to me was more powerful than the others. And that was the one when we did the one on suicide and talking about depression. And we had in that particular talking taboo service, people shared their story. You know, I had Allie share her story and Jez and Rachel shared their story. And that story was incredibly powerful more than the theory that we got in other sessions, because the power of God works through this, our story. Jesus does things through our story. You say, well, how can his story be my story? Interesting verse, Matthew chapter 25. It's, it's, an, it's an interesting verse. And the king will say to you in this, if, and if you read the whole context of this story, it says the king will say to you the, that the king is Jesus. So he says, I'll tell you the truth. Okay, here's the truth. Think about this. This is true. This is a fact. This is absolutely waste. When you did it to one of these, when you did it to Jez, you did it to Jeremy, you did it to Johanna, you did it to Scott, you did it to Kimberly, you did it to Bob, you did it to Jan, you did it to, okay, when you did it to one of these, when you became part of their story, You were doing it to me, their story, Jesus' story. You did it to them, Jesus' story. What you did to other people becomes part of God's story. Think about that. Jesus only works through us. God doesn't, through Jesus, Jesus doesn't directly do a whole lot of things on earth anymore. When I say I don't do much around here anymore, at least not personally. Actually, Jesus is a lot of stuff around here, but not personally, not directly. He only does it through us because he's a director, not the actor. He only does it through us. It's, and so your story, that powerful story of God at work, at what you've struggled with, what God does that, I, I, I realize that more powerfully today, I think, than, than ever before, how much the stories of the people in our world change us because yes. they're Jesus' story. They're not just their story. They're Jesus' story. When Jesus would say, he said, when you do it to them, you're doing it to me. That's the story. So when, when, when we share the stories, you see, here, here's, man, we've been in this thing, this, this COVID craziness for over a year. And, and, you know, one of the things that I, that I think, uh, you know, it's been so frustrating to so many people is, is feeling we can't see everybody. We can't, we can't connect with everybody. We can't physically be in a room with all the people. You know, we, we miss being together as a church. We miss gathering together. We miss all that stuff. But maybe we missed a little bit that, that, that our stories were still powerful and our stories don't have to be told in person. Our stories can be told. I mean, Jez's and, and Ali's stories, I thought were just so incredibly powerful, and I know they changed people's lives. And that didn't happen because we were in the same room, but because we shared the power of God in our story. And we still have these opportunities to share the power of God in our stories and to be Jesus' hands and feet through our stories. What's God doing in your life? How have you come through? How have you survived? How have you? What's God been doing in your life? All those things are just powerful things. So, so let me kind of walk this through again. So Jesus is the director, not the actor. So let's not look directly to Jesus for the answer. Let's ask Jesus. Let's pray. But the answer is not going to come directly from heaven. It's going to come through somebody, through their story, So if those things are true, if that's actually the case, then the answer to your problem is going to be through people. You know, when I start thinking about it, I I realize how many times in the New Testament after Jesus rose from the dead and went back to heaven, so many times in Paul's writing, so many times in in Peter's writing, so many times in John's writing, so many times in in, in the New Testament, in in all those epistles, how many times that the prescription to the problem is to go to somebody else. For instance, in uh, in James chapter five, verse fourteen, here's this really incredible passage: "Are any of you sick? Yeah, is anybody sick? Well, it it kind of seems like a rhetorical question because there's always somebody sick in your world. But the reality he says, is it, is anybody sick? Okay, here's here's the prescription for your sickness. He doesn't say if anybody's sick, you should pray. He says if anybody is sick, you should ask somebody else to pray. And let them lay hands on you. Because what's James trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that that Jesus is going to work through somebody else into your life. That the answer to your problem is going to come through a person. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 27, it says, all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is part of it. Again, what's it saying? It's saying we are the body of Christ. It's not just a term. It's not just something we call ourselves. But it's a practical understanding of our role and our relationship to bringing Jesus' activity to the world around us. That he only works Through us, we appeal to Jesus, we pray, but we receive through people. I remember, uh, and I may have shared this before, but I remember when I was in Bible college, I had a uh, one day I came up to my van, and you know, back in the day, you didn't lock the doors on anything, and uh, that's how old I am. And uh, uh, back, you know, we, uh, I came to, the, came to my van and there was a little envelope sitting on the, on the seat and it had a bunch of money in it. I don't remember how much money it was in. It, was, it would have been a fortune, uh, any amount of money. I was a broke Bible college student. And, uh, but on, on the top of it, it said, from heaven's storehouse. And you know what, that's cool. You know, that's cool. It's very spiritual. It's very, you know, super spiritual kind of idea. But the, but the reality of that envelope was that, God provided for me, but somebody did it. Somebody put that money on there. I, 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 I cannot and I have never believed that that envelope miraculously appeared out of thin air. God didn't, you know, up in heaven, get an envelope out, write on it, put some money in it because he keeps a store of cash up there in every denomination from every country. And put it in the envelope and and then float it down into my car. No, somebody, a real life person, picked up an envelope, wrote on it, put some money in it, opened the door in my van, put it on the seat, and I found it. Because the only way Jesus works who's Jesus? Jesus is the director who works through his body. We are his body. And he wants us to do those things. When, instead of looking, saying, okay, Jesus, would you do this? When we look up and we pray, Jesus, would you do this? Then we need to look around and say, where do we go next? Where's, who do I ask? See, here's, here's something, here's the danger. And, and I'm getting to the end, and I just want you to hear this. Here's, here, here's the danger. When we, when we have the mentality that Jesus is the provider directly. He's going to directly do things for us. We don't tell other people what's going on in our life. We keep it to ourselves. We keep it between us and Jesus. But I see over and over in the Bible that what happens is that when we understand that he works through other people, because God wants us to live in community, and community means that people know me, and I'm not just telling Jesus, but I'm also sharing with people that are close to me, people that are in my life, and I'm saying, hey, would you pray for me? Hey, would you lay your hands on me? You know, I'm, I need some help, whatever it is. But we, we share those kinds of things. When we know that Jesus works through people, then we let people into our world. I think many of us suffer unnecessarily in isolation, not because of COVID but because we don't let people into our world. But if we understand that we are the body of Christ and that Jesus works through his body, then I encourage you, I implore, I'm just asking you today, just let people into your life. Let's not let an external circumstance, a COVID pandemic restrictions, let's not let that stop us from letting people into our life and letting Jesus do those miracles in your life that he wants to do through other people. I just want to pray, and then we're going to turn it back to Pastor Kim for some announcements and close the service. But Father, I'm just praying right now. I pray for everybody today. God, that there would just be a revelation, just a fresh realization and and just a a clearer understanding that you are going to work in our life, but anytime you work in our life, you're going to do it through people. That Jesus is alive. And he is working in the world through people. And God, that as we realize that, Father, we would allow ourselves to let people into our world and into our life so that you can work through them to make us into the people we were created to be in Jesus' name, amen.